As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Danielle Wiley hosts a great podcast called The Art of Sway. Danielle, tell us what you talk about on the show. The Art of Sway brings listeners inside the world of marketing as seen through the lens of influence. So each week I chat with an expert guest for a lively discussion about connecting ideas with audiences in an attempt to uncover all the ways influence impacts how and what we discover, purchase, and recommend to each other. Wow. And where can people subscribe? Go to theartofswaypodcast.com. Find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Art of Sway wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Depth Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Now, I tried to come up with like a clever way to do a different intro about breaking the rules, but then I just kind of got caught up in my own head. So my non-intro is my breaking the rule of the conversation on breaking the rules. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Deb Method. I specialize in goal setting simplified and event outcome optimization. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. You need to learn things. And every Sunday night, I lead the goal chat Twitter chat. And then on Monday, I bring in three friends to dive deeper into the topic. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Deb Show podcast. So whether you're watching live or the replay, listening to us, we are glad you're here, choosing yourself and choosing your goals. And boy, do I have awesome people today. I always have awesome people. I have John Chen from Engaging Virtual Meetings, and I have to share the John Chen story, albeit briefly. We met because people told us we should meet, and then we met the next day. Basically, our mutual friend Bobby Carlton was interviewed on John's show on a Friday. She posted in the chat, John's looking for guests. And I said, me, me, me. And then the next day I was at a conference and there was John. So really good example of why you should always be everywhere with goals in mind because you never know who you're going to meet and how that's going to play out for you. And then I've got my two friends of Annie. Well, they're more friends of Annie, but two friends from the Friends of Annie Coalition, Coach Jenny and Deanna Seymour. And John, don't feel bad because I think you will become a friend of Annie Puruggles as well, because we're just all goofy fun. And 
fun, I think, is the key element to breaking the rules as well. So I'm thrilled to have you here. I would love for you all to introduce yourselves. So John, let's start with you. Uh, who are you? Why are you here? And why I targeted you for a conversation on breaking the rules? Oh, my goodness. Uh, hi, I'm John Chen. I'm the author of Engaging Virtual Meetings. Uh, how did I get here? I used to do team building. This is my 25th year of having my own company. Uh, Statistic-wise, right, uh, less than 4% of all companies ever make it to 25 years. I used to be at that big software company here in Seattle, and then I started doing this. Uh, really passionate around um, a technology and adventure to create human change. So, of course, uh, team building is not a great pandemic business. So we've been advocating for uh, doing virtual things. I actually wrote a book in 2011 called 50 Digital Team Building Games. And, you know, we tried to tell people we could all do this. And everyone said, that's a great idea, John. And you got to fly to Orlando <laughs> until this pandemic thing happened. And now uh, people started listening and they were suddenly interested, not only in virtual team building, but more importantly, how do you run virtual meetings that are engaging? So that's what I hope to share with you. You got to break some rules to do that. Back to you, Deb. Awesome. Glad to see you. Um, and, and you say, you know, team building and virtual don't go well together, but you've just proven that team building is even more important when you're going virtual. Even now, too, what I'm really advocating, too, you know, we're two years into this virtual thing that people are actually all here, uh, is that how do we go deeper? How do we get meetings that are less superficial and more, you know, meaningful and deeper? And that's something I'm super passionate about. It's so true. And and it really it dovetails a little bit into what I do, which is event outcome optimization. Don't go to events for the sake of going to events unless that's your goal of going to the event. When you go to the event with those goals in mind, knowing your purpose, then it's going to be a win for everybody. So super important, super timely. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. And Coach Jenny, great to see you. Welcome. I, I think we, we ha we're we going to go to Deanna. Deanna, great to see you. Hi, great to see you guys. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I love how you say it's fun and we've just gotten started. So please share who you are, why you're here and yes. Well, I'm and why you love this topic. Well, I'm just excited to find other rule breakers like myself. So I'm Deanna Seymour. I am a digital marketing strategist. So I help my clients just market their business in a way that feels good to them, but also gets them in front of the people that are going to love them the most. So I always joke that I help inspire people to let their freak flags fly. That's hard to say. Say that a few times. Um, by kind of breaking the rules and just doing what they want. But then they also have that accountability and um, support, like implementation support from me to really have that happen. So that's what I do. Um, I do have a podcast called F That, Breaking the Rules in Online Business, where I just chat about different things and mostly question, like, why do we do this? Do we have to do this? Like, once I started asking questions and hearing that other people had the same questions, I was like, okay, so it's not just me. Like, this is weird. Like, why are we all doing this thing? So I'm excited to talk some more about breaking the rules. Awesome. And, and one of the things that I found really interesting last night in the, the Twitter chat version of this is a lot of people got like really serious about it, you know, <laughs> because some there's, there's the whole, you know, entitlement thing and you don't want to break the rules of the road. 
and you you want so it really is kind of like not even a slippery slope it's just a thin line it's embracing breaking the rules in a good way without breaking the rules in the bad way yeah well and I think too like it has a little bit to do with imperfection and like showing up before you're ready and growth mindset which lots of people talk about how great a growth mindset is but then also sort of expect you to show up polished and ready to go and it's like well we're all on social media like doing the thing in front of this audience, we're going to have some mess ups and some like pivots and some redirections and figure stuff out. And that's okay. Like according to I everyone, can't make... you're doing it. It's what like, internet are you on? Yeah. It, it's all a matter of figuring out that balance, that yeah. balance thing. Mm-hmm. And so coach Jenny, I think, are you back with There you are, live in person from the Airstream. Good to see you. Live and in person, Airstream in Canada. So I'm not sure how much you're going to hear me. I didn't have this many internet woes earlier. I'll just sing Oh Canada for her. Oh, thank you, John. That works. (laughs) That works. Hello, everybody. I'm Coach Jenny. Well, I can talk about it. I am the coach for people who have impatient ambition, people who want to change the world yesterday, if not sooner, and need help getting out of their own way to make that happen. And and people really are good at getting in their own way. They're like genius. What's up with that? I think it's natural. We get in our own way because we're trying to keep ourselves safe. Um, But the problem is that it's it's really good at keeping us from failing. Unfortunately, we'll never succeed either. So I help people figure out the difference, get through the perfectionism I overheard Deanna talking about, but also the the second guessing and the imposter syndrome and all of that happy nonsense that is very normal, very human, and very overcomable. Yes, everything is figure outable, isn't that? Overcomable, figure outable. I can't say that one. You'll earn money. Hashtag make a shirt out of that. Awesome. Well, as I said before, I'm glad you're all here. And I want to do a quick shout out to, we've got Joanne Crawl watching live. Good evening. And we have Lauren O'Malley. Excited to see what good fun we all get up to. I am excited to see that as well. So, Let's start with like a real easy one, shall we? What are the benefits of breaking the rules? Don, I know I know you're just chomping at the bit to talk. So let's start with you on this one. Oh, don't don't let me go first. Oh, you don't want to go first? Oh, yeah. Am I? Is are you asking me? Yes, I said John. Oh, I feel like you really want to talk about breaking the rules, and I thought by being silent. You were breaking the rules of talking. I was also trying to be less of a guy and get in the way. <laughs> uh, no, do you like what's the benefits of breaking the rules? All right, hold on a sec. Watch this. So one is uh, first, you get all the weird stuff. You think you get all this normal stuff, but if you don't mind, uh, if you just spotlight for just sec ever, I'm going to break a whole bunch of rules here. You know, I gave you this opening talk, and one of the things is. If you break the rules and stop doing stuff the way that other people are doing it, you'll start seeing things like this. So this is my last two years, and I'm going to try and do it in like 90 seconds, right? 
Uh, I wrote this book, but I used to do team building, but this little virus got in my way. Uh, this is my March of 2020, but wait a minute. I actually have been online for 35 years for those who remember this. I wrote that book in 2011. So I'm sitting in my office with nothing to do. And I put a class up on Eventbrite. 5,000 friggin' people took it. So my publisher came back and said, hey, you want to write your second book? I said, sure. The best joke of the week, Deborah, is they didn't know how long coronavirus would last. So they made me hurry. <laughs> That's the best joke. Uh, so I wrote the book in nine weeks. This book came out in October 2020. And uh, now I spend most of my time uh, designing and producing um, as well as um, uh, speaking at and emceeing virtual meetings. And the best part, Deborah, is I'm just going to share this tip for all those who are speakers on virtual meetings. I just have to show this because you said we're breaking some stuff. I'm really going to break something here. Hold on. Wait for it. Let's break some stuff. I think I just broke my Zoom box. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. <laughs> and so really what the truth is, is that I, I made a gigantic green screen. And the last thing that I did is that I broke lots and lots of things. I love to tell people that I fail faster than anybody else, uh, that I broke a lot of stuff making this setup so I could do cool stuff uh, for virtual people and people like you. There we go. That's my short version. Thanks. Did you actually answer the question though? I, what's the benefit? <laughs> of the benefits of breaking stuff is you learn more than anybody else. So if I you, like that. If you fail faster, you have no idea. Like everything that you see inside of this crazy studio is that there are at least 10 or 20 things that I broke trying to make this stuff actually work. Because you know technology, right? It's always messy. Oh, yes. We love technology. I was rebooting this computer like an hour before showtime because I learned that I need to check the computer an hour before showtime. <laughs> <laughs> and not 10 minutes before showtime, right? <laughs> yes. And, and so we also have, well, that in common. But so my book came out in January 2020. So six weeks before everybody got changed by circumstance was this book for helping people embrace change by choice or by circumstance. So I love how you took circumstance and made it yours. You know, it is definitely the last couple of years have given people the opportunity to embrace breaking the rules and living the life they want, but not everybody makes that choice. So I, I give you props and snaps for all that you do to get people out of their head and thinking differently. People had to break something. I mean, the whole world broke two years ago, Deborah. That's true. And then the real thing was not that the world broke, but how did you personally deal with it? Because there are some of us who uh, didn't do so well. I have some very good friends who didn't do so well. And some of us who did fantastic. And that goes right back to all challenges. In, in the end, we all face challenges. The world's not fair, but it's how you deal with them. And that's what makes that's what makes you either great or not great. Oh, absolutely. And and the other part, the other point to it is the world's still really broken. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's by no means fixed. And I actually don't think it's going to be fixed anytime soon. So, you know, I think I think that's true, too. So, I, I mean, I'm learning how to, uh, you know, be part of the problem or be part of the solution. Right. No, I, I'm completely with you on that. So, Coach Jenny, what Yo. do you think? What are the benefits of breaking the rules? I think one of the major benefits is to 
break the mold of the need to be surrounded by like-minded people, which seems insane. I feel like everywhere I look, people are saying, I want to find my group of like-minded people. I don't. I like being around diverse-minded people. I like being around people who challenge me and make me think differently. And by breaking the rules, that's exactly what you're doing. You're saying, you know what? What if I go a little against the grain and try something, experiment with something that nobody else is doing or throw out an idea that might sound a little third rail because we're all drinking from the same Kool-Aid and everybody's saying the same thing. As somebody in the life coaching space, we all are saying the same flipping things. Everybody's manifesting. Everybody's <laughs> preaching the law of attraction. Everybody's drink from that particular Kool-Aid. I like breaking those rules because it gets attention, which is really good. But more importantly, once I have your attention, then we can really dig into the big stuff. Love that. I, I, I have no comment. I love it. You're absolutely right. We're all drinking the same juice. Spike the juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spike the juice. There you go. There you go. I mean, just, we've just got to change it up a little bit. I, I feel like, unfortunately, way too many people are saying the exact same things and nobody is standing out. So in business, if you want to stand out in business and, and be successful, you have to find a way to say something a little bit different. And not from just a sticky, I'm saying it different just to be club place. Clever is overused too, but to make sure that you're actually adding to the conversation and doing something that matters. I think that's really important. I couldn't agree with you more. So Diana, we want your take, but also know in the comments, John is putting links to his virtual programs. John's also hosting the engaging virtual meetings conference in October. That link's in there as well. So if you're if you're listening, watching, if you go to the devmethod.com slash blog tomorrow, you're going to get the recap and all these wonderful links as well. So we want to break the rules, keep engaging, and keep building these relationships. Deanna. What is the benefit of breaking the rules? Well, I think a little bit piggybacking off what um, Coach Jenny said was that it's like innovation, right? If you're just doing the same thing that you're like supposed to be doing. So I work with a lot of online business owners um, who are doing a lot of things just because they're like supposed to be or because like a free opt-in told them to or because a course told them to. And they're doing these things like begrudgingly, like posting as many times as they're supposed to on social media or being wherever they're supposed to be. And I'm like, okay, y'all, didn't we quit our jobs to do this thing and like be our own bosses? Let's cool out, like, you know, kind of take what you want, spin it, make it your own. So I think a lot of my rule breaking also just comes from me getting burnt out doing all the things I was supposed to do until I was like, okay, I actually, this is feeling like which is better, my old job or this new job? Like what's now I have like a hundred bosses. Like when I scroll Instagram, every reel is like a new boss telling me a new thing. Like, what should I do? So for me, breaking the rules was just a way to say like, quiet all of that. And like, I'm the boss, I'm the CEO of my business. Like, what do I want to do? How do I want to move forward? So I think that is another reason in business, it can be really helpful to allow yourself to like not listen to even people who are like, making millions of dollars because don't get me started, but you never know what's behind the curtain there. So I'm like, just make your own rules. You're fine. 
Oh, you know what? I think I want to get you started. Get me started. Oh my gosh. Get me started. Just kidding. No, seriously, because you bring a really good point. And, and this is, so we're all about the motivation and the inspiration. And I think at least once a month, someone says, don't measure your progress based on what someone else is doing. But looking at all these people who are doing really, really well, you have no idea what, first of all, what kind of boost they got and what's going on in their life. So please feel free to rant for about 30 seconds on this. Well, I think you just, I mean, you, you got me started, but I mean, yeah, like where they, where they started, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to teach you my proven system for creating a course and selling it. Step one, figure out your course. No, step one might be to work for Tony Robbins. Just saying, like I'm throwing a little bit of shade at someone in particular, but you know what I mean? Like if you worked for Tony Robbins and then you started your business, do you think maybe you had like a little help from like, I don't know, being an art elementary teacher? Like it's a little different of like step one, your step one is different for everyone, right? And even like down to how we look, the things that we have access to, like all of this stuff just gets like, just put into a little simple formula of like, here's what I did and I'm, you pay me money and you can do it too. And I just like, makes my skin crawl. I'm like, ah, don't do that. I'm like, don't fall for it. We can all figure it out. So. Deb, can I, I jump on this? Oh, please, <laughs> please. Cause she just tripped over one of my favorite rants. So please. Well, in the, in the, yeah. in this rant too goes along this part talking about breaking stuff. A lot of times the world breaks you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I was the kid of a divorced family and that broke me a little bit and, and so forth and so on. And then been starting my own company, I was finally the boss of that break. Like I left, you know, a, a fine, you know, upstanding company and did my own thing. And there is something really empowering. It's a different kind of break when somebody's, you know, it's really different when the world or something else is breaking stuff on you versus, hey, I chose to break this. And I think it's really affirming. I think it's really empowering. I, I am completely with you. And I mentioned before, so my book was written to help people embrace change by choice or by circumstance before the world was befelled with circumstance, partly because I got tired of watching people complain about, you know, God, I hate my life. I'm commuting three hours for a job that I hate or, you know, you don't have to change everything. Change one thing. It'll make your life better. Right. And then it'll spiral. Uh, Coach Jenny is nodding. What What do you think on this rant? I totally agree. I loved what Deanna was saying about all the gurus and the info crack. And I, I work with my clients to get ungurued by the info crack, put down the info crack, and more importantly, put down the sales pages of the info crack. Because we all know is once we get to, you know, we get to the mindset module, which is always module one, it's always mindset people. Then you go to module two and it's some other BS. When you get to module three, they start asking you to do stuff and you start shopping for the next piece of info crack because nobody wants that back to the mindset stuff. How many pieces of cyber dusty info crack do you have on your computer right now that you have never implemented? It is so easy to become an accidental student of entrepreneurship instead of, say, you know, an entrepreneur, because you are learning, like Deanna would say, who, well, half of my clients have PhDs in, in Facebook ads before they've ever, you know, put together a freaking Facebook ad, because for that, they would have to know what to offer and pick a price and make a decision. So breaking the rules is saying, you know what? Yes, we do not, you know, we don't want to start from scratch. The info crack's not bad. 
a lot of it's really great. It's just the addiction to the learning instead of the doing is the biggest problem I see in this space. I think you just gave John and me a new favorite phrase, info crack. Info crack. <laughs> yes. Take down the info crack. It's addictive. And I understand why, because when you're learning, you're on this side of the starting line. You're safe, right? And everything, you're building that perfect strategy. You know you have them. The mind maps and the gorgeous strategies of all these things. By definition, a strategy says, I have a guaranteed outcome. If I too do what Marie Forleo said, and if I too follow what the Brendan Bouchards and other people named the say I'm supposed to do, then I too will be just as rich and famous and fabulous and look good on a whiteboard and all that crap. We get sucked into that instead of, you know, experimenting with something. And an experiment definition says, here's what I think might happen. Let's test that, shall we? And then when you experiment, you start doing right away. That's what I'm always pushing my clients to try to do. It, one of my favorite phrases is done is better than perfect. Yeah. There's nothing more challenging for someone like us to actually take that advice. Am I wrong? You, you know what I love to talk about during this conversation is um, season one of the Simpsons. If anyone is a Simpson fan, they look so weird. If you go back to season one, you're like, ew, what's wrong with Homer? Like they look completely different. <laughs> But I always just think about yeah. how if there was no season one, you know, there wouldn't be like season 20 or like whatever. It's like the longest. Stand. Isn't that like it's really it's been around for a minute. I don't know if it still is. But the point is, like, you got to keep showing up and doing it like they have to look weird in the beginning and then you figure it out. Well, and I got to tell you, Deborah, like I, such- I probably, you know, addicted to info crack more than anybody else because I, I did hang out with Robbins. And here's what I discovered, though. Right. It's. Only 20% of the seminar junkies actually do it. The rest of them um, go to the program, get high, go home, and wonder why the rest of the life is not like a 10,000-person seminar pumping out 100,000 watts, right? And, and it's because you got to go and do something. So the real, the real trick here about breaking something is like you, you, the people who don't break something are afraid of breaking something. So they don't do anything. And so I'm with here with – I'm like on the Coach Jenny train here in Canada saying – you know, do something. Even if you break something, do it. It's better than not doing anything at all. That's for sure. Right. And you're not going to become Tony Robbins. Uncle Tony, as I like to call him, is taken. He's been there. He's done that. There's no new Tony. Call him Uncle Tony because, you know, we're a little embarrassed about him, but very happy that he became a coach. And made it, you know, so that's how. So Uncle Tony is taken. You have to figure out your way to do it. And that's why the info crack becomes really dangerous because we're trying to follow somebody else's recipe and it's just never going to work out as well as we want it to. And Deanna, I love, love, love that you brought up The Simpsons. I usually talk about Oprah, right? When I, I think about Oprah now, mogul owns the freaking world, right? But think about Oprah her first week as, as her talk show host. She was yeah. really just a black female Phil Donahue impersonator. She didn't know what she was doing. And I like to think that when she looks back at that footage, she's like, oh my God, the hair. And we're afraid of having those early years. I call it the charming years. Because probably she thinks it's kind of charming now. And yeah. we're afraid to have our own charming years. That's how you break some rules by have your own charming years. Just embrace it. I'm going to do this too, Coach Jenny. If, I don't know if you're watching Blown Away on Netflix. These are the glass blowing competitions. Somebody blew this really incredible no. glass, but it was uh, somebody else's style. And they really took offense to that. They actually ejected her in that round because she was trying to imitate somebody else rather than 
be yourself. Yeah. Well, can I just chime in too and say that sales pages, you know, they like to sell us. What do, what do people say? Like, I'm, I'm not a conversion, co- conversion copywriter. Probably I'm like not doing it right. I'm breaking the rules on sales pages. But this whole idea of like selling the transformation and not the like thing, I think that's also what people are buying. They're like, oh, I need this program because I need, you know, this amazing transformation. Like I'm going to go from overwhelmed to completely cool as a cucumber. And they're like, okay, take my money. And then they get it. And they're like, oh, wait, now I have a whole course to learn. Then I also have to do the thing. I am actually more overwhelmed now. That sales page was not telling me the truth. So I think part of it, I'm like, it's the sales page's fault because it tricks us a little bit sometimes. Deborah, I'm going to sales pages. Deborah, if you mind, I'll share something a little bit like this. So, um, you know, on the, a little bit on the personal side is like, you think you go to Tony on all the, any other info cracky style programs. That's a new word too, info cracky. And, uh, you go to one of these programs and you think you're going to be fixed. Right. So I, I myself, of course, went through a divorce, which is one of the most challenging things I had to do. And I got to tell you like, like that, you know, we broke something, we broke a marriage and there was nothing that made me use all that material more than that and it was like it is so easy to say i don't want to do that i'm like i i did that here but i don't want to do it here right this is too big this i'm too tired uh but i used everything that i ever taught and I, it it challenged me to do that and i barely got through it using everything i knew and i just like i couldn't imagine going through it without knowing all these things right and so i think that's the other part that you learn that if you are taking some of these info cracky things that if, again, you want the value out of it, apply it to something happening, especially if something's breaking right now. I'm back on the coach Jenny train, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't mind it. It's a good train. <laughs> I, I thought it was the coach Jenny airstream, not train. It's a coach Jenny airstream. Can you see like there is a freaking campfire over my shoulder here? Good, yeah. He's on fire. How bad that is. Sarah, I'm, I'm not on fire, but those nice people back there are. This is this has been such a lovely ranch, and I I feel like we should we should move on, even though I'm a little hesitant, um, because for me, especially like the first year of going to all these meetups, all the life coaches I met hated me because I said you just read my book or work with me for an hour, <laughs> you know, you need to figure out your life. This is your roadmap, and that was it. And Every person is a Deb, you need a funnel. Deb, you need a this. Deb, you need a that. No. What I need is for you to stop telling me what's going to fix my life. Because it, it's, and this is why I allowed this rabbit hole rant, because I think everybody, we get it too. Was Yes, I had a point. We get it too. It's not just the rest of the world. It's, we have all this information that we have to decide what to do with and what is going to benefit our goals and what's going to help us move forward. And once you can, you can put your eye on what will move you forward. It's easier to break the rules because you know, what is in alignment with your mission, your purpose, et cetera. Anyway, in my chat last night, I asked if you are a rule break, a rule breaker, a rule maker, or a rule follower. And I kind of feel like I don't need to ask that question because you're all rule breakers. But do any of you have any inkling? Well, actually, rule breaker and rule maker, 
I think we kind of go hand in hand because I would never consider myself a rule breaker, but I'm a total rule maker. And then there are the followers. So thoughts? Um, go ahead, Jenny. Yeah, I'm feeling. definitely a rule maker. And I like following the rules, believe it or not. Like when I join a space, I love, love, love when the guru or the leader actually has some freaking rules. I love it when a campground has some freaking rules. I love knowing what the rules are and making sure that I can be be um, respectful of those rules. That's important to me. Yes, because some rules are there for a reason. I think so. I think that that matters. But then I like to be able to make my own rules within that ecosystem within that environment. Um, you know, we have a lot of rules in, in my space, like in the coach Jenny world, rule number one is don't make the coach cry. I can make you cry, but you're not allowed to make me cry. It's a rule. Um, and I just will say to clients all the time when they say something really sweet and lovey, I'll be like rule number one, yo. Um, another rule that we have is if we're not having fun, we're doing it wrong. Have you heard that life coaching is fun? No, probably not because it usually isn't. It sucks. It's horrible. People are asking you all kinds of horrible things to make you feel really bad about yourself. Here's why you're stuck. Here's why you're not getting what you want. Let's dig into why that came from. Let's look at that past trauma. I mean, a lot of it sucks. And I'm here to say that is not the kind of coaching I do. I want to make sure we're having fun. If we're not having fun, we're not doing it right. So I think I don't think of myself as a rule breaker nearly as much as a rule maker. And the last rule I'll throw out there is I get to set my own prices, not based on what everybody thinks it should be, not based on I need to be a high ticket coach in short in order to sell what I'm worth. Honey, I'm priceless. I can't sell you what I'm worth, please. <laughs> um, but I want to make sure that I'm pricing above what I call the bar of resentment. I don't want to be oh, resentful yeah. of that, but also below the bar where I can sleep at night which is why I'm never down with Uncle Tony. So those are some of the rules that are important to me. They're, they're great rules. And I, I think I like the second one. I mean, the first one's good. The first one's gold. So don't make a coach cry. But if we're not having fun, we're not doing it right, which is, I think, one of my mottos. I mean, I've had some serious conversations on the show, but I like to think that they're like almost all fun. So absolutely. And the overarching goal is fun. I, again, I have a reputation of making people cry because they dig in and they start seeing stuff, but not, I don't leave them there. It's like, okay, now that you've cried, didn't that feel good? Okay. I'll see you next time. I'll make you cry again. No, they should be cathartic feel. You know, we want to make sure we're doing something with this. I want the laughter through tears that Dolly Parton talked about. You know, I want to have that. No, and, and I love it. And I will, um, if my rant before was unclear, I am not a life coach. I've never claimed to be a life coach. If anybody accidentally calls me one of those, I say, no, that is a different skill set. I am a goal coach. Um, and I just love your take on this, Coach Jenny. So I had to, um, I completely respect and appreciate what it is you do. Not everybody is like you. Thank you. That, no, they're not. Go. I don't, I mean, most life coaches hate me too. So don't worry about it. You're in good company. Um, I don't get along. They, they took away my toaster oven a good decade ago. We're good. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I would go to these events and I'd be like, go to me first, give me an hour. And then you go to your specialist. But I don't, you know, anyway, the word, John, talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
John talks. Because Coach Jenny knows exactly what I'm talking about. We could just do an hour. Let's let people listen to us complain about how people don't get how we're breaking the way that we coach. <laughs> right? I was waiting for Coach Jenny to tell me about the steak knives, right? I feel like this is like a movie reference. But wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. You know, I think one of the things that's around here, around goals and change, is that uh, one thing I have, I think I discovered, is that people change in an instant, but they'll take anywhere from a minute to forever to make that change. And I think that's one of the most important things is that process of leading up to change, right? And so you can take forever if you want to change, right? But if some of you are listening to this and like to change now, right, there are ways to do it instantly. And you'll go back in your past and go look at it and you'll see the difference between the two. Um, you know, one of those, you got to want it. You got to really want it and, and so forth and so on. But I think if you go back and look at it, the actual change itself happens in an instant. And I don't think people all think about it then that way. They always think about, oh, it's going to be this long, drawn-out, painful process. Stop it, right? What, what if it was fun? What if it was instant? What if it changed your life right now? So, <laughs> so, so is um, this your yeah. quote? Is this your philosophy? Yeah. yeah I love sure, it. I'm it, sure I got it from true. somewhere else, but yes. You know, John, I've met people literally eight years later. They say, okay, Deb, I'm ready to write my book now. Will you help me? Eight years later, like, yeah, it took them that it long. It happened more than once with this seven. I know, terrible business model, but people have things that they want to do, but they have to get to a threshold. <laughs> and if ready I, to do it, I think you'll love this too, right? I'm a, I'm a huge now Elizabeth Gilbert fan, right? She, she wrote the book Eat, Pray, Love, and she says ideas are actually things. And so she had this idea she wrote about in this other book where she actually had the whole idea for this like amazing book. And then, and then she had to put it on hold for two years to like go deal with something else. And then when she tried to come back to it, she couldn't finish it. And then another friend of her who is a professional writer came back going, I have this amazing idea about this amazing woman from Congo. And so it's her exact same idea, but she never talked to this other person. The idea jumped for somebody else. So if you've ever had that idea, like one of my ideas was a multimedia coffee table, right? And like, I never pursued it. I never did anything with it. Right. And then later, like, you know, there's these huge surface tables from Microsoft that are like, you know, that are basically computers on a table that you can touch screen. And so my idea jumped to some other guy at Microsoft because I didn't do anything with it. So by the way, that's what, I, if you get this great idea and you do nothing with it, watch out because somebody else is going to get it and then stop being bitter because it's your fault. <laughs> Deanna, did you have something else to say on this? If not, I'm going to do a follow-up to John on this. Oh, no, I'm good. You go, you go. Okay, so we got some Jenny rules. What are some of the John rules other than to break the rules? <laughs> and, and Deanna, I'm coming for you. This question is coming, so. I'm, I'm going to just first echo the Coach Jenny rule, which is like, if it's not fun, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and break things is your other rule. But come on, give me something yeah. else. We know we know um, got some rules. That we she wants something about. new, John. Yeah, no, no, no. recap. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to do some info correct. <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> info correct. I'm just trying to make so. <laughs> um, you know, one of them is is that uh, all right. So you know, the funny part about breaking rules too is that some people think it's completely spontaneous. But if you really want to break a big rule. You got to plan for it. And so like here, I'm producing virtual meetings. And right now, the death knell of a virtual meeting is don't have any rehearsals, right? 
you know, like at least here, Deborah was here early. We set up blah, blah, blah for really. And the nice part about this is improv. So we can do a lot of this here. But like if you really want some really cool technical meeting, like an award show or something like that, you know, you'll spend eight, 10, 12, 20 times the amount of time. Right. It's a one hour show. But if it's really important, you might spend up to 20 hours making it great. And I think that's something that's important in terms of breaking stuff is that if you want to break it, uh, I think here's the other part too. Break a lot of stuff uh, when it's not catastrophic. What I mean, yeah, because you know what? Because if you break something and it's cat- you have a catastrophic effect on you or somebody else, you most likely will never do it again. But a lot of the stuff that I tell about that I, I broke would like, I broke a lot of little things and not on a, like on a stage, right? Not in a live show. So that um, when it came to the live show, the odds are, are much, much higher that it was going to work. And so that, that might be my other rule, which is if you're going to break stuff, break stuff in a, in a safe environment as you can. I, I love this idea of a list of rules for breaking the rules. Yeah. And recap from the conversation on breaking the rules. rules. Rules about breaking rules and then what happens when you break the rules for breaking the rules, right? It's going to go, it's going to implode on itself. It's going to be like, we're feeling very, very meta. And I've had people show up like three minutes after. This is the other reason why this format is great. You know, Coach Jenny's having technical difficulties. She leaves, we miss her. She comes back, but the show doesn't mean I'm just talking by myself, which I guess it could do. But the other The other reason I love this format is I get to introduce cool people to each other and everybody's communities benefit as well. Okay, so, I got one more follow-up. I got one more follow-up, Deborah. Are you, you ready? Do. Yes, yeah. maybe. When you so. build when you build a great team, you can break a lot of stuff. And what I mean by that is like like this with Coach Jenny, right? When you have a great team, Coach Jenny can just full on have an internet meltdown, right? And the show will go on. And so I've actually done this. I had a top producer or I had a top presenter in a paid presentation course. It was like, you're going to get a certification at the end of the course. And uh, then she froze and dropped out of the meeting. And so I was the producer. So I immediately stepped in. Right. I actually uh, reviewed the video of this. Within 40 seconds, I was going back and engaging with the audience. In two and a half minutes, she called me and then she let me know the Internet to all of her business park had been cut. She was screwed. Right. But I said, is your phone charged? He goes, yeah, totally charged. And so I said, I had a backup copy of her slide deck. So we used a speaker phone, right? So this is a speaker phone that I have. And we used a speaker phone. And so she was able to teach the last 45 minutes of this class by a speaker phone. Uh, and so we did not have to stop the class. We found a way. The point that you inadvertently made is also that people don't care. Just keep going, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Final, add value, keep going. Add value, keep going. Another one for the rules. Okay, Deanna, your turn. Rules. Um. Well, I was just, well, piggybacking off that, I think sometimes for me, breaking the rules is like being scrappy because I'm like a solopreneur without like a team of fancy people. And so sometimes I'm just like, uh, how could I do that cheaper? Or like, how could I like re, like go around this and get a free tool or do something? So I think, that to me is also sort of breaking the rules, like in a way that makes it easier for you to do business or like makes your business more profitable. Like, do you have to look super professional all the time? Or maybe your audience likes it when you show up in a certain way, or they want to learn the scrappy way that you pulled something together. So I think for me, that's part of it. 
And I also think, like you were talking about rule breakers and rule makers, I think something like this idea of like breaking the rule, but then sort of rebuilding it in a new way. So like, you know, courses are a thing, but do you have to do your course like every other course? Could you make an all audio course? And then you don't have to do slides or it's more accessible or whatever. So like, I feel sometimes I feel nervous as a, as a former teacher. I'm like, I mean, I still like learning things. Like I don't not want to buy anything or learn anything, but like coach Jenny said, I think you get sucked in. And I think some of that has to do with selling the transformation and also just being like, nervous. You want to learn all the things and make sure everything's working before you do it. But I also think that, oh my gosh, my ADHD just kicked in and I was like, what happened? Um, what was I ta- I'm like, what was I talking about? Anyways, I'm scrappy. What about, oh, breaking it and then rebuilding it. Cause I hate just being like mad, which sometimes my podcast does just sound like I'm mad and questioning things, but I don't think that's helpful either. Like you have to sort of figure out like, what can we do instead? Or how can we do this differently? Um, That's what I was going to say. Nailed it. So did you answer the question? You are a rule maker, breaker and follower. I think I'm not that much of a thought. I mean, what coach Jenny said in that sense, I like the rules. So I like know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm definitely the pain in the butt person who is going to question like, why do we have to do that? You know, like in high school, I'm like, oh, girls have to wear a dress to graduation. What? That's wild. I'm starting a petition. You know, that's like me in high school being like, we're going to question everything. So I think questioning is a little different than breaking. I'm definitely a questioner. But if it comes to like respect and stuff, I'm definitely a follower. Okay. So we now have another rule. Question everything. Yes. Yes. Question. Because because things don't change. It, it's like the definition of disruption, you know, see what's a problem for you, fix it, and then help other people do it as well. Yeah. And I'm also the queen of being like in my membership and stuff being like, this is what I would do, but you do you like, you know, as a former art teacher, I should say too, I was an art teacher. So that's like, I never told anybody specifically what to do. Although even on art, there's like techniques you can learn and here's how you do it. But then you kind of like, learn the rules to break the rules sort of a thing. That's also part of, I think, yeah. my rule-breaking persona. Also. Well, and that's a big writing thing too. <clears throat> and my my entire background is project management and communication. I've been a writer since like, you know, I was a kid and learned how. Um, and the thing about writing is the more you write, the better you are, the more you can break the rules of writing. And it goes back to having fun. Um, Lauren O'Malley, uh, commented, I really like the idea of breaking things and replacing them with something else rather than breaking them for the sake and fun of breaking them. Although I bet John would say sometimes breaking the rules for fun is fun. Would you say that, John? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sometimes. I think that, you know, uh, I have to think about it all the time when I come into virtual meetings that are not mine. Right. I guess when you're the host of the meeting, then you get to make all the rules. And that's the cool part. By the way, that's actually something you want to practice making rules. You do it every single time in your virtual meeting. When you start a virtual meeting, you technically are making the rules. Now, if you, even if you aren't enforcing the rules or letting stuff happen, that's also creating the culture. If you let everyone talk over each other, you know, like I said, I've been told people it's, it's a little bit your fault, right, for being the host. And so 
Um, so I have to decide when to break other people's rules or not. Now, I do have a propensity for probably breaking rules first. And so often uh, I have gained value in my older life here by knowing when to hang back and just watch a little bit and let the young kids break all the rules for me. Because one of the best parts, too, this ought to be one of the rules, Deanna, is be lazy, right? As much as we were talking about action, there are other times, like be strategically lazy is probably the right rule. Because there are times where you could do that, where you can not create impact and you can just hang back. And that actually might be the smartest thing to do, especially if you let somebody else do it. So... Yeah. All the time in, in virtual meetings, too, while I could, you know, run and host and do all these other things in the meeting, I find more and more and more value in letting other people do that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know why, but your story just, re- you're talking just reminded me of a story. Yeah. If I can tell it real quick, Deborah, is that okay? I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. There are, see, okay, these are the Deborah rules. And have a fun, engaging conversation that is inspiration, inspirational and motivational. Okay, that's the rule. It's in, it's in. Go. Okay, so at a theme park, when my husband and I were dating back in the day, he threw a quarter on a plate and won like a giant donut, like ginormous donut. Okay, and then we went back like, you know, it's like you get a season pass. So we went back again and he was like, I'm gonna see if I can do it again. And he did, and he threw the quarter again. And I was like, we don't need two giant donuts. That's crazy. So I was like, I'm going to ask if I can have two of those little prizes from the like water shooting game. And Matt was like, you can't do that. Like, that is not the game we played. You're like bartering. You're like, you get two little prizes for big. I was like, well, why can't I can just ask? I can just ask. And he was like, oh, he was like so embarrassed. Like, you cannot. That's not how it works. They're never going to say yes. And he makes fun of me still to this day because I ended up saying it would really make my day, which is. Not usually something I say, but I don't know why it just popped out of my mouth. I was like, please, can I just, we already have the donut. It would really make my day. And they said, yes. And I got my two little Hello Kitty and my cute little Sanrio penguin. And it made my day. And part of like leaning up, like pushing up against rules is just asking too, like not being afraid, like thinking someone's too big. Oh, they wouldn't want to come on my podcast. Like you just ask, like you just say, and I always joke, it would really make my day. Um, and I think that sort of has like a rebellious rule breaking spirit to it as well, well but not in know. a destructive way. <laughs> and you know, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Yeah. You just have to ask. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That popped in my head. I hope no one's like Deanna. That did not make any sense. It's okay. First of all, stop apologizing. <laughs> stop editing yourself. Coach Jenny is going to have a field day on the, on this if I didn't say something. So you're welcome. Um, no, we're we're all about sharing ideas and getting people to. If you're watching this, it's because you're either a rule breaker and you want some validation, or you really are intrigued because you want to break the rules and you want a starting point. And here we are. So, um, what is a way? And then I'm going to let you all gift a goal to to our audience in a second. But I would love to know what is a way someone can break the rules while remaining true to themselves? I can I go? Is it I'm like, I, I, I'm like I, now I'm like, are there rules? I don't know. I'm going to talk again right after my story that, that maybe flopped. Who knows? Here I, I go. Think about it. Yeah, go, Deanna. I just think that breaking the rules is all about being more of yourself. Like, I think that that's just like 
what it is when you see the rule or you see the thing and you are brave enough to be like, actually, I think I kind of want to do it this way. Like, I just think breaking the rules is totally about figuring out what you want to do. I forget how you just phrased it because I was all weird. And I love what you just said. Breaking the rules is all about being more of yourself. I think you put it beautifully. John, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I'll try and take this a little deeper then, right? How can you break the rules and be yourself? Uh, I've been doing a lot of work uh, in the stop Asian hate realm in the past year. And uh, like, did you know in the history of all of Facebook, nobody ever thought to create API, which stands for Asian Pacific Islanders, API event profs. So we did it, right? And so we now have a group of all these event professionals who are doing this. And so... You know, how can you break the rules and be yourself? I think that if you go through there and you find that the the rule is wrong and you can be authentic, then it's very easy to break this rule and be yourself. So, you know, other statistics that go around here, of course, hate crimes are like 800% times greater. Um, Asian Pacific Islanders have 200% the um, advanced degrees like bachelors and higher in America but we have 50% or less of the jobs. Like all of you as women have a better shot than me as an Asian to get an executive position. And so, you know, in that case, we're breaking all the rules right now. We got a whole group of people like last year uh, for Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month uh, in May, we put together uh, a whole panel of executives for two hours because we wanted to counter this statistic. So we found all the CXO uh, executives that were Asian and we brought them all on the show uh, and we just, you know, found like six or eight of them. And it was really, uh, they all said it was empowering to like listen, to, not only to talk, but to listen to each other and all these executives, all these unique stories. So I'll leave it with that, which is like, you know, if it's wrong and you get to, you have to break the rules to write it. That's a no brainer. I love that. And good on you. I mean, that's all. I, I know it's an understatement, but gold stars. <laughs> Yay, go John. Oh my gosh, you have real gold stars. I, I do. Back when I you know, would see people in real life, I would give out the stickers beginning of every workshop. You know, you chose yourself, you win. Um, or for, for my meetups. So I've had to Okay, wait, put your gold star close it. to the camera. Put your gold star close to the camera. Ready and Perfect. Thank you, Deborah. I, I just needed that. I just needed three more gold stars. Thank you me. are so welcome. So Coach Jenny. Hello. So Can you hear me? You, Hopefully I'm here. Yes, you are totally here. And um, because there are no rules, the fact that you've had to keep dating in and out totally works for this conversation. It's like you planned it. What are some ways people can break the rules but remain authentic to who they are? I think it, it comes down to breaking rules for a reason. I feel like far too many people are breaking the rules just to be rebellious and to be a badass. And, and that gets sticky and gross pretty quick. Like, are you breaking the rules in order to achieve some end in order to break through some perfectionism or maybe in order to uh, challenge the status quo or in order to say something that's meaningful to you? Are you doing it so that you are helping to make something happen that matters to you? Or are you doing it just to be a pain in the tush? Like, I think that's really important is to check it, check that. I myself know I have many years in my, you know, teens and twenties where I was breaking the rules to figure out who I was. And I think that's really 
a thing. But then once we get out of that phase of life and we're really talking about business owners and people like ourselves, we're breaking rules for a purpose. And I hope that that purpose is meaningful to you. It doesn't have to be meaningful to anybody else in order for it to actually be helpful. But if you're breaking the rules for your own personal and professional growth or to to some end that's important to you, that's worth doing. To break the rules just to piss off your parents. I mean, didn't we grow out of that by now? It, it's about making a choice, you know, choosing yourself, choosing the life you want. And if you've got to break some rules to get there, especially if you're not hurting anybody. And I don't think we've said anything earth shattering at all today or rule shattering. Maybe we've pissed off a couple gurus and uncle Tony fans, but when <laughs> I always piss off uncle Tony fans, I have no issue. John still likes me. It's okay. <laughs> this is, it's such a wonderful conversation and I feel like we could keep going and going and going, but before we tangent again, because we will. Um, I would love for you all to gift a goal to the audience. So what is something someone can do today, tonight, tomorrow to get out of their own head, start breaking some rules and live the life that they want, that they deserve? So Coach Jenny, do you have a goal to gift? Yeah, I would throw out to you that the number one thing you can do that would do exactly what Deborah just described is to give yourself some freaking credit. I think one of the worst rule, rule that we have in my world is no more puddle jumping. That, that it means nothing to you. So let me explain my weird guru-ness. Puddle jumping is when you're about to do something that really matters to you, it feels like you're about to cross the ocean. But after you actually accomplish that thing, we tend to trivialize that entire experience like we just hopped over a little puddle. And that puddle jumping, I call that whole thing puddle jumping, where we're trivializing all of the things that we want to give ourselves credit for. And unless there's some kind of pomp and, Sarah, pomp and circumstance or some kind of registry that we do at Bed Bath & Beyond, we don't really give ourselves credit for the really important things, the stuff that nobody else sees, the things that aren't milestones. So if you want to really push yourself forward, give yourself credit because you are not starting from scratch, my friend. If you feel like you're stuck because you feel like I'm starting from scratch, here I go again. You're not, you're starting from all that credit, all of the things that you survived, all of the decisions you've made, all of the decisions you changed, maybe you've redecided a few times. Every single thing that you've done, if you can't remember that you've accomplished all of that, then you're not going to get very far. I heard John say at the top that he's been in business 25 years. Congrats. That's just freaking amazing. I'm only at 16. I bow down. I think that's awesome. But if I didn't give myself credit for having my charming years, then I can never become, you know, the coach Jenny version of Oprah, right? Like you're not going to get the Simpsons of today if you don't have some ugly freaking Simpsons. So <laughs> we have to give ourselves credit for living through the ugly Simpsons days. This is wonderful and such an such an important goal. I mean, all you have to do is give yourself, you know, the hat on the back and say, I did this. I'm owning this. Easiest goal ever. I love it. Deanna, do you have a goal to gift? Yeah, I would say, um, like, try to be brave. I would say ask when you win a donut, ask for the two other little prizes. Like, don't be afraid to ask for the things you want or to approach things in a way that feels better for you or more natural for you. So I guess just like 
being a little bit more, I know it's like, I'm not a life coach. So I'm like, just saying like, okay, just be brave. No big deal. Just do it. But you know, maybe just start by asking you. I'm sorry. Can I edit your goal? Yeah, sure. Because I love this goal. Um, But rather than um, be brave, don't be afraid to ask. Why don't we make the goal to ask for something? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Ask for something. Ask for a guest on your own podcast. Ask for whatever. Help from somebody. Ask for a coffee chat. Just get out of your comfort zone. Ask somebody for something. I like it. Okay. And now I'm going to say ask for something every day this week and see how good how good you get get at it because that's a good muscle too and if you get scared just tell them it will really make your day (laughs) you're gonna say if you get scared then tell deanna made you do it yeah send them to me it's fine i'm tough (laughs) i'm security (laughs) because you're not gonna break any rules if you're just sitting in your little corner are you no you gotta get out there and that's something i would totally do by the way negotiate for a different, better prize. I was, well, I was like, it's my like prize. It. It's fine. It's fine. Everything so. has different value to different people. <laughs> Yay you. Yay you. Seriously. Yeah, we need to give a gold star to Deanna because she's very proud of that story and yes. we are proud of you for it. Thank you. I will let my husband know that at least three other people are very proud of me and not embarrassed by me at all. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the person whose meat is undercooked sends it back every time. And people are embarrassed. Other people are embarrassed. I don't understand that, Deborah. You're the customer. You paid money. And actually, uh, I'm a very big foodie. So if you meet most of the chefs, right, the ones who care, they want to know. They want to know that you didn't get that it wasn't right. And I very rarely send something back, but I have no shame. I have no shame. Exactly. Because it's, and and I'm so glad you mentioned food because we, I think I've said previously, food always makes its way into my conversations. Usually it doesn't take this long, (laughs) but glad we covered that. So, um, Lauren O'Malley, I'm going to give you one more second to think of your your goal, John. And thank you for those listening to this as the Deb Show podcast. There are cupcakes behind John in his screen. And so Lauren's role is to try and say the good things I'm thinking rather than just let them sit in my head. I love that. Yeah. Um, and asking is the same realm. Ask for the things you're thinking about. Because, again, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And if you want to be bold, to be brave, to live the life you want, get over it. Move forward. Go you. Oh, and now there's a lollipop in the food background as well. So, John, in the most non-seamless transition ever, uh, what goal do you have to gift our audience today? My gift is the gift of info crack. Everybody unmute your mic and say yes. I, I just brought Tony in only specifically for Coach Jenny. No, I thought I'd uh, share this. You know, the other trick uh, I, I think in here is um, the gift. That if you have a goal gift around here, it's, it's give some stuff away for free. Right? You add value. The more value you add to life in general, the more you're going to get return for all the business people who are, are complaining about not getting enough business. You know, look at what you're giving away for free. Like Deborah's doing this this podcast for free. There's, you know, there's, you'll find, um, 
you know, I gave my first class away. That was my intuition, right? The coronavirus is happening. My entire business decimated, right? I got 15 cancel event. What's my first intuition? I'm telling you, literally, it was intuition because it doesn't make any sense was to give a class away for free. But what I did with that class, since 5,000 people took it, I literally was delivering that class every day at noon for a while, Deborah, because there was so much need. And like they were all full. And what it did is that I just failed faster. Right? <laughs> well, we iterated like I was Oprah on class one in day one in Chicago. And then because I, I ran so many classes, um, you know, every day, what class just got a little better, a little better. And then after a while, if you actually attend that class, you'll be blown away about how much we do in 60 minutes uh, in one of my class. That, that was the same class that I had. And it changed. It just changed a lot. Um, so anyways, we're giving a link to this conference. And there's a free ticket here, too. Um, and it's going to have like 14 of the best speakers, virtual speakers that I've collected over the year. And you can get a lot of this content for free. And I do that because I want it to be accessible. I don't think a virtual meeting is engaging because I'm there. I think an engaging virtual meeting is because you're there and you know what the heck you're doing. And so I just want to see that. And my real goal around it, too, uh, I hope you enjoy this. This is a great goal, Deb, is, is that the goal is to reduce suffering. Right? How many of you have suffered in a bad virtual meeting? Raise your hand. Right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. We got everybody. It's not a problem. <laughs> so I, that's really my real quest around that. And uh, I mean, the the paid clients allow me to do more. And uh, you know, think about what can you give away. You know, that law of reciprocity will kick in. Whatever you gave away will come back to you uh, along the way. Um, I'm watching um, all these instant dream homes where they transform somebody's house in 12 hours. And it's always these people who are giving to the community and all this other stuff. And they all cry when they suddenly realize how much they get back. You know, make somebody else cry all right, in your, in your lifetime. In a good <laughs> but don't make Coach Jenny cry because that's one of her roles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't make Jenny. Okay. So the goal from John, I'd love to quantify it a little bit. So give something away. So share your knowledge, share your time, share your energy. Can you get any more specific or are we going to leave it at that? Share your gifts and talents, whatever it is, right? We already know, right? Coach Jenny is a, is a coach. Deanna is doing what you're doing. Deborah is a, is a goal coach, right? It's like you have a skill and it could be, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be very simple. You know, my, my across the street neighbors got Corona. I made them a lasagna and then dinged on, ditched it onto their front desk, onto their front door. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be something. And I think if you hear anything inside of all of these pieces in here, do something. Do something. If you could just do something small or big, you'll get the momentum to do that. And one day, I love this magic brick story. I don't know if anybody's heard this magic brick. Like you're building a castle, all the bricks are there on the ground, but one of them is a magic brick. And when you put the magic brick on, uh, it, the castle finishes itself. And you never know if it's the first brick or the last brick. But the whole key here is to just keep putting bricks on. And those bricks are good things. Magic bricks are great. You just have to keep going. I, I always think of the, you know, the cartoon with the guys who's tunneling under the the ground and he keeps going and going and he doesn't know how close he is to oh. breaking through and then you see it he's like an inch away and he walks away and i always when you say something like that that's the visual that comes to mind you don't know how close you are to breaking through yeah. why would you stop now makes no sense so there we go um, and then so Lauren O'Malley is asking about the links. If you go to the debmethod.com slash blog, the recap and the replay will be there with all of 
the comments as well as the links. Um, most of the links are showing up through the Facebook feed. Uh, we will also have the link to the Engaging Virtual Meetings Conference that I'm going to do a happy hour with John the Friday before to make sure people actually get value from this amazing event. I mean, how could you not, right? Uh, where can um, people find you? Yeah, that, that was the next question. That was my next question. Coach Jenny, where can people find you? Yo. Well, you can find me at Coach Jenny, if, as long as you spell it right. I'm the IE, not the Y. That's a different chick. Um, you can find me at Coach Jenny pretty much all over the interwebs. And I'm currently on tour. We are on the Make It Happen tour. So if you go to CoachJenny.com forward slash tour, you can see kind of where we're at right now. We are by Niagara Falls and we're heading up to, to Montreal and then down the East Coast. I feel awesome. like this is the cat. This is the cat. No, don't drive over the cliff. This is the cat. Yeah. So you can learn more about Coach Jenny at coachjenny.com. And then there's information about her tour there. And also in the recap, it will have this link and the links to LinkedIn with all of these amazing people. Uh, Deanna, where can people find out more about you? People can find me at deannaseymore.com. And also on um, on brand with our Breaking the Rules, I actually have a series, a podcast series out this week called um, F That. Um, it's like a storytelling series where people are breaking the rules around social media. So there's eight different um, episodes that just dropped today. So they can find that too at fthatseries.com. That's kind of fun. Awesome. Great. I am so glad you planned it in alignment with this conversation. <laughs> and John, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at engagingvirtualmeetings.com. So that's my website. And there's lots of cool stuff on there. And actually, the new thing we just put on there is that you can nominate somebody if you felt like that was one of their best virtual meetings. We have the new awards that are called the EVAs, the Engaging Virtual Meeting Awards. So this will be the first year that somebody can win an EVA. Oh, that's exciting. That's another way to break the rules. You know, make your own contest, do your own thing create your own life, which again, common theme. I love common theme. You all have been absolutely wonderful. I have great guests. And if you're tuning in, whether it's live or the replay, uh, we appreciate you. And we thank you so much for being here. Um, you can find me. I'm at the Deb Method everywhere, or you can go to thedebmethod.com slash goals to learn more about goal setting simplified and event outcome optimization. Oh my goodness, I can, like I said, I can talk to you all all day, but we won't because, you know, going over time is one way to break the rules. Talking for 20 hours on breaking the rules is probably breaking a different kind of rule. Uh, what final thought would you like to leave uh, people with? Diana, Diana? Oh, I don't know. I was like ready Have to I be done? done. I'm like, um, I don't know. Take a nap. Just kidding. <laughs> No, that, you know what? That if that's your final thought, no backseas. Take a nap. Yeah, anti-hustle. Take a nap. There you go. You just listen to this. Take a nap. You deserve it. <laughs> that's great. What about you, Coach Jenny? I would just say, you know, I know that I've been all over the place tonight because I live this nomad lifestyle, and this is how it is. If I waited until everything was just so, I would never be on a live stream. I would never have gotten my zingers. I wouldn't have made John laugh tonight. So don't wait until it's perfect and do it anyway. Yeah.
I could not agree more. Totally, totally. Okay, don't wait. Just do things. Don't wait for things to be perfect. And John, what is your final thought? Zoom fatigue is a myth. If you do a virtual meeting right, you can last forever. And I actually now have actually done it. Uh, I've actually produced and, and was on a um, live stream and Zoom meeting for 25 and a half hours. So Zoom fatigue, you can do this right. And I Wait, say, what? 25 and a half hours. Now, was this for, we're, we're going to need a little more information. Was this for an organization, a client, yeah. a company? A friend of mine wanted to hold, ha have a 24-hour party because she had friends all the way around the world. So, uh, and she asked me to produce it. And so we brought in people from Poland and, and all around the world, the United States, Germany, uh, England. And so India, every time that like that, the time zone changed, a whole new audience showed up. <laughs> oh, that, because a WordFest Live, which is part of, um, what I, I'm completely blinking, but it's like a cousin to WordCamp. Yeah. They do in November a 24-hour event. And I love that you just beat them just for fun for an event. So amazing. Uh, what a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, John Chen, Coach Jenny, and Deanna Seymour for breaking the rules with me today. Thank you all for tuning in either live or the replay or listening to As the Dev Show podcast. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, you can catch Gold Chat Live at The Dev Method on all your favorite socials. Okay. You want to break the rules? You have our permission? Go on out there and go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is conversations with people promoting mental health. And that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.